Hi there, I'm Gray Kors, and in this podcast, I'd like to chat a little bit about how we improve our running performance. So some of the things we'll look at is actually, what do we mean by performance? And then what holds us back? So if we can find out what is holding us back in terms of performing well, then that tends to suggest that we're gonna be able to improve our performance. So what are then the elements of good performance and how do we create those conditions to improve our performance. The first thing we have to consider is what is performance. So what do we want to achieve to start off with? So let's have a look at thinking about what your vision is. So your overall vision, a vision may be, I want to be able to run for the rest of my life. I want to be able to run a marathon. I want to be able to run a half marathon. I want to be able to run a half marathon and enjoy it. So all of these things are your vision and then we can look at various goals on how you achieve your vision. I think it's quite important to realise that when you're thinking about a goal, a goal shouldn't just be time orientated and I think in terms of of running that is a really easy measurable uh, goal to say can I run faster, can I run my 10k faster than I ran it last time but Performance doesn't necessarily mean just increasing your speed. I think it's important to really stress that you want to be achieving your goals. So yes, really looking to achieve a goal, but making sure that you are performing and your muscles and your joints are performing in the safest and the strongest and the most effective positions. So what that means is you might actually run a little bit slower, but you may recover quicker, you might not injure yourself. So it's really deciding what good performance is. To me, good performance is achieving your goals but not being injured afterwards or not overstressing the body. Overstressing the body can be quite unhealthy. So it really is, take a little look at what you want to achieve and then you can look at how you can improve your performance. And remember that it's not just about improving your speed. Now, the interesting thing is, is if you don't focus on speed and look at all the other elements of good performance, things like technique, then speed tends to be a consequence of that. So if you're not actually thinking about it, you can actually improve your speed as well. So that's just something to consider. Let's have a little focus on the type of things that are holding us back now. So if we think from a physical point of view, uh, poor posture. So we talk a lot about posture uh, in terms of fitness. So making sure our body is aligned, making sure our body is relaxed, making sure we are structurally aligned as we move forward. Remembering that there isn't just one fixed posture. Posture isn't about just holding yourself together. So really focusing on our postural alignment. Also looking at breathing. Now this is something that I find is often neglected or um, sometimes overlooked in terms of fitness training. So really looking at how we breathe in everyday life because if you are, if you have breathing pattern disorders in everyday life, that is going to translate into your fitness training, into your running. So how we can reduce breathlessness. Looking at our range of motion. So if you think about the hip area, that range of motion at the hip area is really important in terms of stride length. Stride length obviously equates to speed. So we want to make sure we've got the the appropriate range of motion in the hips. If we're tight in the hips, if we don't have appropriate range of motion in the hips, then that is going to slow you down. 
Obviously things like uh, aerobic fitness levels, poor muscle conditioning, uh, nutrition, really, really important. Nutrition is a whole different podcast, uh, but it's just really important to stress that nutrition is different for everybody. Uh, one of the things I've been playing around with at the minute is intermittent fasting, and I've found this fascinating. It works for me, might not work for everybody else. So looking at our nutrition, looking at making sure you get plenty of rest and recovery. And this is another thing that I've noticed with a lot of clients, we tend not to get enough rest and recovery. It's so important. The body develops, progresses, builds, strengthens during rest and recovery. You only have to think about having a good quality night's sleep to realize that that will really improve your fitness levels, your mood and everything. So if we're struggling with sleeping, really trying to cram too much into the day, then trying to layer a a training program on top of that, and we're not getting sufficient rest and recovery, then that really is going to hold you back. So that is so, so important. And obviously things like little niggles and injuries. Now everybody gets niggles, nobody's perfect, but injuries, you really don't want to be suffering from injury because that just literally puts you back to square one quite often. It's demoralizing. So we really want to look at how we can reduce the risk of getting injured. Also thinking from a psychological point of view, things like lack of confidence. So if you are not confident in achieving your goals or not confident in running with people uh, or not confident in going out for a run, then that is really going to hold you back. So you may have all the range of motion, you may have done all your strength and conditioning, uh, really good technique, good posture, but if you lack confidence, that is going to hold you back. So what will help build confidence is making sure you have a good strategy to work with, a good training program, how you can focus clearly. Mind-body connection, this is a big thing as well, is that we're often so much in our heads that we don't realise what our body is doing. So we're not actually having a well-trained mind, which is, which is powering a, a well-trained body. So mind-body connection, body awareness is, is important too. So lack of mind-body connection, lack of confidence, lack of strategy, lack of focus is, is going to hold you back. Uh, also a big thing, uh, emotional stress. So this doesn't necessarily mean in terms of training, but just, again, everyday uh, life situations, emotional stress. It doesn't mean to say you're, you're running around screaming that you're stressed out all over the place. We tend to have so much going on in our lives that we happen to be in sort of like chronic, mild, stressed situations. So never having that time to get good quality rest and recovery. So that really, really will affect how we perform. So we talked about the things that are holding us back. So obviously, things that will make us perform better are good technique, good posture, appropriate range of motion, efficient breathing, good nutrition, and making sure we're free from injury. And in terms of psychological elements of good performance, to really be have that sense of being centered and focused and balanced and to be confident, to really build that confidence in giving yourself a progressive training program and making sure it's a realistic 
progressive training program as well. A specific race training plan if you're training for a, way, a race. But again, really make sure that it's, it's tailored to you so that you're not just running nine minute miles because you think that is what your uh, aerobic pace should be. It really needs to be focused on what your body can do at this moment in time. Have good mind-body connection to really make sure you are aware of what your body's doing. Good body sensing skills and, and proprioception. So those are the things that are going to help you improve your performance. Now, one of the courses I run, uh, I work in terms of either over a series of weeks or work in a group workshop. But just to highlight some of the points that we work on and that we cover that you could play around with yourself, uh, look at how to improve in certain areas. So the first thing we would do is do a video observation. So if you are running outside, which the majority of you, if you are racing, you would run outside. So to me, it makes sense that you would video yourself running outside and not on a treadmill because it's very different running on a treadmill to running outdoors. And the idea of video observation, and I, I specifically say observation rather than analysis, because analysis suggests we're doing this right and that wrong and this right and that wrong. Video observation is all about just seeing what you look like. And one of the best things you can get from watching yourself on video is just to say, does that look like how it feels? Uh, and it may do or it may not. So just really have a sense of does that look how it feels? Can I see something that I'm doing that I really didn't realize I was doing? Oh, look, what, what is that right arm doing? <laughs> Swinging across the body, all of these little things that you can focus on. And then if you're working with a coach, that coach will be able to give you some specific pointers of how you can quite easily improve your technique. So really just that's a really good starting point. And then look at postural alignment and relaxation. So in terms of chi running, this is one of the key focuses of really working on our principle of alignment and relaxation. What parts of the body needs to be aligned at a certain moment of the time? And at that specific moment of the time, what, what part of the bodies can be relaxed or released? So it's not just about holding a, a fixed posture. It's really just about making sure you're aligned and relaxed. And, and there's an art of efficient running form is all about how well you balance alignment and relaxation. Uh, then you can look at range of motion tests. So just check out the hip flexors, what's going on at the hip flexors, what's going on at the ankles, stuff like that, which is a great pointer to see where you are at at this moment in time within your body. But also really emphasising on that point that not to just look at individual parts of the body. So not just to think about tight hip flexors or tight hamstrings, but remember that the body works as a whole unit. So when I'm teaching, particularly instructor training, we really work on uh, anatomy trains. So myofascial meridians that run through the body, connecting muscles and fascia together. So it's important that we don't just focus on one particular muscle uh, or one particular area. The other thing I will introduce very early on in terms of any training program really is total nasal breathing. Now total nasal breathing is a great leveler to really see where you're at in terms of your aerobic fitness. So if you can breathe in terms of running, 
walking, everyday life, in and out through your nose, then that is going to help improve your aerobic fitness. Uh, it's going to help improve diaphragmatic breathing without even thinking about it. And as I say, if you're nasal breathing when you're running, it's a really good leveler for aerobic pace. So you can play around with things like measuring your heart rate, what is your heart rate when you're nasal breathing, is that in the aerobic zone? All of those things uh, are great to work with in terms of nasal breathing. And then I would look at form intervals. So form intervals are taking particular chi running form interval techniques. So maybe thinking about arm swing. So that's one of the little foam, form, foam, form focuses that you can look at. So how the arms swing. And you can just go out for a minute thinking about your arm swing, elbows swinging back, 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 back. Or you could then think about the, the knee bending and the heel just floating behind. So some little focuses that you can just throw in on your run rather than trying to think about too many things at the same time when you are, are running. It could be the fact that when you land for that split second in time that you're really centred, grounded, stable in that one-legged posture stance when you're landing and balancing on one leg. So those little pointers, nasal breathing is a, a really good form focus. So that's a good starting point in terms of beginning your run. And then another thing to work on is relaxation. So again, seems a bit counterintuitive if you're thinking about doing a fitness program or a, a running workshop, but really learning how to relax and seeing the science behind relaxation and meditation. That's a big eye-opener, I think. Now more and more we see science behind what is going on in the body, the hormones and everything, when we reduce our breathing, when we go into that parasympathetic nervous system. So really important to learn how to relax. Body awareness, as I said earlier, is really, really uh, important in terms of improving your performance. So a good way to be aware of your body is to do a body scan. Again, this is quite a, a standard meditation where you would be in a resting posture, checking in with various parts of the body. But then you can bring that into a walking posture, into a walking movement, into a standing posture, into running where you can just scan the body rather than everything just being in the mind. It's just checking out what's going on in the rest of the body. So that's a nice little technique and a nice little exercise to play around with. And then I would start looking at, at some of the practical stuff like cadence. So the amount of foot strikes per minute, the amount of strides per minute. And that ties in really, really nicely with the how we create a rhythm now we know our bodies love rhythm, so the heart rate, the breath rate, sleeping patterns, all of this is a rhythm, circadian rhythms that go on in the body. So if we can create a rhythm and we can create a constant cadence, so that is our foundation for our rhythm, that nice constant cadence, then the breath rate can fit in with that, we can become rhythmical in our breathing, uh, we can become rhythmical in our heart rate, and that's really, really important in terms of heart rate variability. And there's lots of science behind that to show how that makes you more parasympathetic in terms of nervous system. So really focusing on our rhythm. And then again, you can start to really look at 
what our real, our true aerobic pace is. Because again, this is something that I find with a lot of clients is they're, they look on Runner's World or they look in the running magazines and they say, well, I should be running nine minute miles. It's my aerobic pace. But that will vary on the terrain. It would vary on what the weather's like. It will vary on what you ate the night before. It would vary on how you slept. So it's important to be able to go on effort level uh, and heart rate to look at your true aerobic pace and nasal breathing. So most runners run their aerobic runs or their long, slow distance runs too fast. Consequently, we overtrain. So really being in control of what our true aerobic pace is and how we change gears on the different terrain, whether we're running uphill, whether we're running downhill, whether we're running into the wind, how we how we subtly shift gears to maintain that aerobic pace. Once you've got all of those foundations, so those are your foundations for efficient running technique, good breathing technique, form intervals, rhythmical breathing, aerobic pace. Once you've got all of those elements and posture, of course, posture and alignment, then you can start to play around with increasing speed. So looking at gears, how you change gears, how you increase your spike, stride length, how we create a little bit more speed with ease, how we can speed up without putting extra effort into it, how we can gather energy on the run rather than just start with a certain amount of energy and just use all our energy upon the run. So how we gather energy, how we drive ourselves forwards, how we issue energy. And then you can look at specific race training, program planning, set all of that up, how you then would run intervals, tempo runs, hills, and fartleks. So fartlek is all about playing, speed play, and fun runs. So there's, there's so much there that you could really work on to help improve your performance. But the thing to remember is, first of all, set up your vision. What is your vision? Why are you running? What do you want to run for? What is your purpose? And then look at various goals. Make sure those goals are realistic. Make sure some of the goals are measurable. I can increase my speed. I can increase my distance. But they aren't the only goals. You want to have goals, as we said at the very beginning, that you can achieve without overstressing the body, without making yourself unhealthy. There is a big difference between being fit aerobically and being healthy. So you can damage your body by pushing yourself too far. So make sure you pick realistic goals that you can achieve. Sit down and work out what is holding me back. These are the things that are holding me back. Once you've worked out the things that are holding you back, then you can take those elements and go, well, how can I improve that? What are the elements of good performance? And then work on those elements. So hopefully that has given you some ideas of how we can improve our running performance. I'd love to get your feedback on this. Uh, so if you've got any comments, please do get back to me. And uh, I really thank you for your time and interest.